What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. I am Josh, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Jason Koopsik. How's it going, bro? Not that bad. I was off today. It's pretty wet here. Dude, I gotta tell you, man. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty much just raining nonstop for the past like two days over here. So it's kind of crummy, um, but it also it also makes for a pretty good evening of talking like weird and creepy creepy stories at the same time. So it's not too bad. Yeah, not too shabby. Anything new with you, man? I got a new addition to my studio here. A new addition. Yeah, I'll, sh- yeah, I'll show you on the camera. Okay, I don't know if you'll be able to see it very well. It's a signed Dean Haglund photo. You've got to be kidding me! It says "Trust No One." You know, I have a, I have a shirt that says "Trust No One." <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's freaking <laughs> awesome. Oh, that is freaking awesome. When did you meet him? I didn't. I bought it on eBay. Nice. But it was the best one because he actually put, you know, the trust no one on there. That is pretty sweet. I freaking love it. And he's going to be back on TV soon, like everybody knows out there. I did not know this. He's going to be on TV again? Well, for the uh, X-Files reunion. Oh, my God. That's right. Mm -hmm. That should be coming out sometime in the near future. Dude, I got to... I think I got to get back into the swing of things. I want to get all the way back to the beginning of the X-Files. Start with season one, episode one, and and just go to town on that it whole thing. It is on Netflix. I've watched it through three or four times. Have you really? Yeah, the movies aren't, but the the story, the, the, the main show, all nine seasons are. Well, I got to tell you, man, like the X-Files itself always fascinated me anyway. Even like when I was growing up, I loved loved the show. It was great, um, especially when he had like the smoking man, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, he was only supposed to have like a small part where he didn't even really talk, but they just kept him on and kept him on. Well, and they kept like adding things to it. Like, oh, this his story alone just gets deep. It gets yeah. deep. I love it. He's talking about. Uh, I mean, you know, the smoking man or whatever kind of directly correlates with uh, the topic that we're going for this evening, even. Well, yeah, in the X-Files, he's actually the one that shot Kennedy. Exactly. Exactly. So, it's good stuff, man. It's very, very good stuff. Um, but, yeah, definitely can't wait to to see more of that of that series. Now, are they are they making it an actual series or is it going to be it's like going to be, it's going to be like the Heroes reboot which is a like a extended mini series so it's going to be one season so one uh, season maybe okay but it's going to finally close the storyline they say because Chris Carter was never happy with the ending of the show he felt like it didn't really end so he right. wants to end it well and that makes sense I guess that makes Which, sense. The ultimate ending would probably be their death or taken off the planet. That's what I was just going to say. I'm like, how the hell do you how end, how it, though? end it? I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Absolutely love it. Now it'll be fun. No, but yeah, we are uh, we are going to be talking about uh, the JFK assassination because you know it's been what about a month since we've done a conspiracy show and. 
we wanted to do a conspiracy show, you know, probably once a month. Uh, kind of change things up a little bit, you know, not just talk about ghosts and things of that nature. And with the anniversary of John F. Kennedy's assassination coming up on November 22nd. That would be Sunday. It is this coming Sunday, yes. So what a better time, you know, than now to, to, to discuss this stuff. And, you know, with that, like today, you know, prepping for the show, I... You know, JFK is one of my favorite subjects on the planet. I absolutely love the idea of John F. Kennedy, Jackie, the the whole Camelot scenario. I love it. Um, I I don't know why, but I I feel like I would. I don't know, man. If I was ever alive at a different time, it would be in the '60s. I think, like late '50s. Damn, early hippie. I'm telling you man no not even the hippie thing I just think like screw the hippies like if you look back at like you know the mid 50s late 50s early 60s people just seemed happier you know what I mean like they did they just seemed happier um and so that's you know I wonder if they were happier or if they were more clueless you see that's probably it like but anyway like and it could be like more naive, you know. The government hadn't really dicked him around enough yet, <laughs> and now we're just living in a gigantic shit sandwich, like at all times. <laughs> we just can't get along with one another. So, um, but yeah, I was watching some stuff today um, regarding JFK, um, like the stuff that they have on like Netflix and. But we wanted to talk, you know, obviously the conspiracy side of the JFK assassination, which, let's be honest here, you could talk for years on the subject alone of conspiracy in anything JFK related. Don't You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, there's a books about them. Oh my God, yeah. We're talking hundreds of books, maybe even thousands of books about all of the things that could have happened. Um, you know, obviously one of the bigger conspiracies, one of the more well-known conspiracies when it comes to the JFK assassination is, okay, was it, you know, was it Cuba? Was it Russia? Was it the mafia? Was it our own government? You know, what was really going on behind the curtain there? So there's a lot of things a lot of things that are interesting about it but will we ever truly know the the, the Too truth much time has gone by oh my god yeah 50 plus years now if, yeah i think this yeah i uh if they were to find somebody if they were to find out if something different happened that person that did it probably wouldn't be alive and if they were alive now Unless they had a position of power, it would only make a, a day or so, and then it would be gone forever again. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's just weird to me. Um, now, obviously, you know, we've all heard... Now, we've all heard about, okay, was there a conspiracy? You know, was there, you know, more than one shooter then, basically? Um, what do you What do you believe yourself, my friend? 
What do you believe um, truly happened there? Well, you know, JFK isn't something I spent a lot of time reading on just because I never really connected with that whole thing. It was before my time, before our time. Right. And, I mean, of course, you can't stay away from it. So I felt like I knew enough about it that I didn't really need to get into it that much. And that makes sense. Now, the uh, the story, obviously. But yeah, I mean. Like, I was just going to say, the story itself. Go ahead. I, like, with, um, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald. Let's start there. The story with Lee Harvey Oswald. Do you think that it was possible that that man would have been capable of performing those shots in such a manner as he did from how a, many shots there was, did they say he fired they, they say he fired 3 shots from a manual bolt action rifle um in i believe it was right at or just under six seconds. Now you have to understand, like, you have a moving target and you're <laughs> high up in the air. Now you still have to aim the damn thing and you have to recycle the cartridge out of the gun. Is it possible? People can do it. Bolt action's pretty quick. Yeah, but uh, people can do it. I mean, not- it's been done. It's just not with the exact same type of precision that was carried out. Yeah. That's what I you know, that's what has I'll, me guessing, scratching my head. Yeah, I'll leave the uh uh most of the stuff that I did research on was more of who else it might have been if it wasn't him. And, uh, the yeah. only thing that I found uh, the only thing that I found or uh, wrote down specifically about Oswald other than the reincarnation stuff we'll, <laughs> yeah I can't we'll wait later, to talk but, about that <laughs> um, there was in a book in 1993 there was a person that blamed it on Coca-Cola Coca-Cola? That, like the soft yeah, drink company? Coca-Cola theory. yeah and it probably it was just somebody trying to rail against pop you know that's a big <laughs> thing even today people try to yeah, get you to drink less pop but damn with the high guy, fructose corn syrup right yeah. a guy named Bob Callahan and Mark Zingarelli okay. suggested in a book that Oswald killed JFK because of psychological problems caused by his addiction to refined sugar oh my gosh and the reason they came up with that the only thing I could find as to where that story came from was that he had a coke right after he shot them. I was going to say, now, yeah, directly following the assassination, Lee was seen in the break room of the Texas School Book Depository. Lee was seen in the break room, which I believe is at least two oh. stories down from the from the sixth floor there. And he was seen calm, cool, and collected drinking a, a Coca-Cola. Um, so it was Coke's fault. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> That is absolutely amazing. Now, I am in no way, shape, or form ever going to say that Lee Harvey Oswald was a good guy, because you're know, looking at him as a as a husband, um, 
and things of that nature. He he didn't seem like a very good guy. Um, no, he didn't. He seemed like a very abusive type of person, abusive personality, um, physical violence, you know, towards his wife, uh, Marina. And so, no, I, I'm never going to, like, stick up for the guy. What I am going to say is I, I truly do believe that he was... I don't know. I, I don't believe he was the one that totally did it. I think he was in on it. Absolutely. I think he was in on it. But I don't think he necessarily did it. Um, hmm. I don't I don't and really... Why, why do you think that? I honestly, I don't think he was that smart of a guy. I think they were looking for a fall guy or as, you know, Lee even claimed he was a patsy. And I believe he was exactly that. Um, you know, for many different reasons, but that being the more, you know, specific is, I don't think he was that smart of a guy. I think they needed somebody to be the fall guy and what better person than this? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, crazy, crazy stuff surrounding just that whole damn day in general, you know, a lot of crazy things happened on the the 22nd of November of 63 crazy stuff now do you know the uh, timeline basically um I kind of know the timeline like uh what specifically I know I was just wondering what you wanted to go through first if you wanted to um talk a little bit about what went down uh, the official story, or well, it, the the whole city of Dallas itself was so chaotic throughout the entire day, anyway. Um, especially downtown, you know, with the parade route and all that stuff. Now, the parade route actually changed just like a day or two beforehand. It changed to have them going by what's known as Dealey Plaza, you know, where by the book depository and all that fun crap um but like i said it was an absolute zoo um what was interesting about it is you know dallas police department or whatever they did their best you know to keep people out of the streets and on the sidewalks and things of that nature um but there was so much going on there was a man that like like two minutes or three minutes beforehand there was a man that fell down and started having like an epileptic seizure you know, so that drew a lot of attention away from crowd control and more towards helping this man. You know, all sorts of little things like that all added up to drawing attention away from what was coming around the corner, which was the presidential motorcade, you know. Um, just weird stuff, though. Absolutely weird stuff. Now, um... What was, other than the, the Coca-Cola, other than the Coca-Cola uh, theory or conspiracy theory or whatever, what, what else did you, did you find? Because we kind of sent Jason on a, on a wild goose chase to find, like, the craziest shit he could absolutely get his hands on. And it sounds like he did a pretty good job. <laughs> well, I'll save the best for last. Okay. Um, but... So there's a possibility he was accidentally shot by someone in the Secret Service. You know, 
I was going to like bring that up too because there was a lot of talk about that. Now, how in-depth did that get? Well, there was a book, which I haven't read. Okay, okay. I didn't know about it until doing this research, but it's called <laughs> Mortal Error, The Shot That Killed JFK. It was written in 92. Oh, it wow. suggested that a guy named George Hickey that was in the car behind the, the presidential car. Right. When the car suddenly stopped, his finger hit the trigger of an AR-15, and that's what killed him. You know, I could maybe see that, but at the same time, if you look, if you watch the Zapruder film and things of that nature, and just how the president's body reacts, initially I could see that. Like an AR, you know... Um, because of the wounds that he had, like the throat wound and the back wound and things like that. But that fatal headshot, when he, I mean, he whips his head violently backwards and then kind of just topples over uh, onto his left-hand side there into basically into Jackie's lap, you know. Um, So I don't think that shot could have come from behind I think, if anything, it had to have come from somewhere in the front, uh, if not just from the side, you know what I mean? From the side, but definitely more towards the front. Yeah. Well, you actually mentioned the Zapruder film, so... Yes. I've got one that has directly to do with the Zapruder film. That it was actually Jackie herself that may have fired the fatal shot. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so you're saying there's a theory out there saying that Jackie may have fired the shot herself. Mm-hmm. And that is because apparently, which I didn't go back and look after I found this, but I'm sure it's there, that in the Zapruder film, there was what looks like a small puff of smoke between the two of them Ooh. right as the fatal shot happens. But... Most of the people that studied it have agreed that it's probably just an error or a glitch in the film. The the old film like that, it may have just been something in there. But very well. it does look like a puff of smoke there. Wow. Okay, I have not heard that at all. That's interesting, though. Now, this is obviously the puff of smoke is directly before the the fatal headshot. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Now, I, I recently, recently, I just heard and saw with my own eyes another interesting little, a little thing that happened. Um, if you watch the Zapruder film, keep an eye on the driver, the driver of the car, because right before, um, Right before the fatal headshot happens, you see the driver. Now, imagine yourself driving a car right now, and you have your right arm on the steering wheel, but yet you're looking over your right shoulder. Now, place then under that right armpit, like what would appear to be a gun. As you're looking back, point the gun... And the way that uh, the way the uh, limousine was set up, it was, you know, different types of seating or whatever, but they were off 
um, off from one another. They're more like uh, window type seating. So, uh, you know, everybody could see in front of them. Does that make sense? How I said it? Okay. So basically what would happen then was the driver pulled the trigger of a gun that then gave Kennedy the final headshot wound. Now, what's interesting about it is sometimes if you watch the Zapruder film, you can't see the driver at all. It's been like cropped out. But other times you can see the driver. And I want you to look like very closely at at the driver himself and that arm that is directly under his armpit and directly before and I mean just a split second before the fatal headshot wound happens a it's either a, a weird type of a glare or a like a flash from a gun reporting basically or firing oh. uh it's interesting. It's very, very interesting. And I didn't believe it at first until I saw it for myself. Um, it was so freaking bizarre, though. Because I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's so weird. Like, have you ever seen the movie, JFK? Did you ever watch that? I haven't, no. Ugh. Okay, well, it's not a bad film. But it's like a melting pot of conspiracy theory, okay? So, like, Oliver Stone took, like, 20 conspiracy theories and just threw them all together and served it up as as stew. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy stuff. You're talking about the Costner one? Yes. Yes, Kevin Costner's in that, yeah. Good stuff. I haven't watched it. But the, the... Driver theory kind of goes along with the possibility that it may have been Lyndon Johnson himself that conspired. You know, he didn't pull the trigger. You know, obviously because. But he was but definitely. A lot of people that think that he had the most to gain. Well, and he obviously. absolutely did. Now, let's let's even think of it. If you want to talk politics for a second, I mean, the biggest thing at that time was you know Vietnam, you know, and the whole conflict over there, and. Kennedy wanted to just stay the hell out of it. He literally said, you know, it's their war. It's up to them whether they win or lose. We have no business whatsoever going over there. That was Kennedy's view, okay? Now, this pissed a lot of people off, obviously. Um, And it's interesting because apparently there was some document on on the day that, that Kennedy's funeral happened. Um business kind of still went on around Washington. Now, not at most places, but at the White House, there was still a lot of shit and a lot of loose ends that needed to be tied up. And so they did work. Now, Lyndon Johnson signed a document on that day, the very same day they buried Kennedy, signed a document, and within the document began the the outlying or the the beginning stages of what we now call the Vietnam War. Interesting stuff. Especially because Kennedy was so against it and then Lyndon gets in and hey, guess what? We don't have a choice anymore. We gotta go. We're gonna go. We're gonna send our guys to Vietnam. So it's interesting how that worked out. And so yes, I could see why a lot of people would say that LBJ was kind of contributing after the fact, maybe, you know? Well, yeah, an accomplice. And, um, 
there was other thing people that claimed that he actually had talked to people about wishing he had the possibility to become president before he got too old. Oh, I see. See, and there's a lot there that I I should look into. Especially being the whole like JFK nut that I am. Uh, I should check hey, into a little more. Yeah. Play, play some more music. I'm going to grab another beer. You're going to grab a beer? <laughs> Look at him go. <laughs> He's going. Jason gets thirsty. Jason gets a little thirsty. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Man, that was the quick. That was so quick. Well, yeah. I have a refrigerator in my studio now. Okay, you're lucky. You're lucky. I need to get a fridge up here, man, in my little studio that I have. This is crap. I'm I mean, jealous you now. If talk politics, there's also another reason. I mean, there's mostly politic, political reasons why, but... Absolutely. One of them is the Federal Reserve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to go back to a, a silver standard. He didn't even want to go... Well, he, he may have wanted to actually go back to the gold standard, but... He was just trying to go back to the silver standard. Right. And yeah, a lot of people had a lot of problems with that too. Now, I I wish I could have the actual quote. And if I can find the quote, I will insert it into this little section here. But there is a section of uh, the film JFK where they're talking to uh, a character that is playing Jack Ruby. Uh, after killing Oswald and all this stuff and basically claiming that he knows the exact truth and everything that happened and apparently this was an actual conversation that happened with Ruby now he was saying basically that after um, you know Kennedy was taken out of the equation consequently a new form of government would be established and begin to take control Now, just, you know, you think about that for a minute and think about just that day, you know, November 22nd of 63. Think about all the shit that changed after that. I mean, we literally were at war within a month of that. And I I mean, then we had, you know, the late 60s and the 70s and like Jason was saying with the hippies and all that shit, you know? I mean, look at how much the country just changed almost in an instant. I mean, it was ridiculous. And now, I mean, just look at the state we're in now. You know what I mean? My God. I don't know. I think we've had more wartime than peacetime. Isn't that isn't that a, a fair statement? Uh, it is true. Okay. I mean, it is true. I saw a... I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it gave a breakdown of how many years we've been at war since we've been a country compared to the other. It's like 80% or more. Right. So we might as well just get used to it, basically. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. Now, I want you you to to tell us the other one. Well, I have two more. Oh, you have another? Okay, okay. Let's do I have this. one more that's actually it was popularized by the DC Comics. What? Actually, all right. That Joe DiMaggio orchestrated the death. What the? Frick? 
of the killing. Really? Yes. Joe Dimash? It was actually a DC comic called 100 Bullets that <sighs> came up with this theory to begin with, but people have kind of run with it, and they feel that he may have ordered the killing because, or orchestrated the assassination because he felt that JFK ordered the killing of Marilyn Monroe. Wow. And this Freaking comes from a comic wow. book. And people are running with it, so... Dude, that's insane, man. That's kind of crazy. Um, Now, yeah, I mean, there was, like, this whole big thing going on, apparently, between, you know, Marilyn Monroe and Kennedy, but apparently Monroe was kind of a... She's kind of a whack job, and she didn't quite get the hint that she was just, you know, uh, I don't know. Well, if anybody would want to kill her, it would probably <laughs> probably be Jackie rather than... Well, exactly. That's my thing, know. because I think, I think Jackie, you know, as terrible as this is to say, you know, but I think Jackie was well aware of what was going on, well aware of what her husband was up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I hate saying that because I can't even think about it. like it's terrible to even think about. But I think she she knew what was going on, which is terrible. But at the same time, like there was a really cool uh, mini series uh, called The Kennedys, and I think it was done by HBO maybe. Uh, but I think I found it on Netflix actually, and it was really, really well done. Um. But they do touch on the Marilyn Monroe thing a little bit in the series, so I don't even remember how many episodes there were, but it was it was well done. I think there was at least twelve or thirteen episodes, maybe. Something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely off. But it was good. It was I don't well know, done. I didn't see it. You should watch that, man. <laughs> it's got a lot of big name actors in it too. It was very well done. Very well. Alright, so you ready for the big one? Whew. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, I think I'm ready for the big one. The biggest conspiracy right, theory so that you found. The most jacked up, out there, <laughs> crackhead freaking conspiracy theory. Hit me. There was a guy named Robert Urbanek. Okay. Had a website for some time. I just checked. It's not there anymore. Called Tanya Harding Shot JFK. Tanya now, Harding? What the yeah. fuck? Okay, uh, wait. She wasn't alive then. She was born what? in 1970. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but no, it's not. It's not what you think it is. And I, well, I can't verify it's not what you think it is because the website's not there anymore. But I did find some <laughs> info about the stuff that he thought. Okay, okay. So he believed that Tanya Harding was the reincarnated Harvey Oswald. And Nancy Kerrigan was reincarnated John F. Kennedy. What? And so, he based this on different things, but one of them was that, <laughs> you know, Tanya Harding's last name starts with H-A-R, and Harvey Oswald is H-A-R. Okay. For the first name. And then Kerrigan. And then Kerrigan is K-E, and Kennedy is K-E. <laughs> he also, I guess, drew a bunch of comparisons of the way that each of them looked like bone structure, facial structure, or yeah, and that they were both Kerrigan and Kennedy were Irish Catholics from Massachusetts, 
And they were both start. They were both attacked in cities that started with the letter D: Dallas and Detroit. Wow. So this guy actually believed that Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan were reincarnated, and that's why Tanya Harding attacked her. Okay, this is insane. Now, now you said now, the website. The website has since been taken down, though. You said that. Yeah, it's all just Chinese. No, like you it's think, literally a Chinese website. Do you think it was a government? But yeah, you could shoot me straight. <laughs> but see, the thing was, is the website was Tanya Harding shot JFK, but Tanya Harding <laughs> wasn't do a, anything. She had a boyfriend club, Nancy Kerrigan. That's true. No, I, that is true. She didn't do it herself. So oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe he would have went into a lot more detail Whoa. in that website, but it's not there anymore. <laughs> but I, th- I think he might have thought he, Tony Harding was a time traveler. That is insane. And then, and then yeah, then Nancy Kerrigan or tried to take out Nancy Kerrigan before Nancy Kerrigan was even here, and it didn't work. So they had to club her. So they just had to try to yeah, ruin her skating dreams then. Ruin JFK's skating dreams. And then Olympic she just glory. does bits on, uh, um, what is it, True TV. Oh, really? And that sex tape, I guess, probably. There was a sex tape as well? Uh, Harvey Oswald, yes. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald sex tape. <laughs> well, if, if Tanya Harding is reincarnated from Harvey Oswald. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to tell you, man, like, it was, it was crazy, um... When I was just in New Orleans, what, a couple months ago, month ago, whenever the hell it was, it was crazy because I knew Lee Oswald lived uh, in New Orleans for quite some time. And so I wanted to, I wanted to check out these actual locations for myself. Um, and it was only a 15 minute walk from my hotel to the, uh, the area where Lee was living slash working or whatever and handing out like these pro Castro leaflets and things like that in the street. It was insane actually being there, like walking the same path as Lee Oswald. And what's interesting about it is like the section of town that he was doing this in. It wasn't just like, oh, he's going to the slums or anything like that. No, he was in the center of the intelligence community. Like, the Office of Naval Intelligence, the the FBI, like, things like that were buildings literally right there within spitting distance of where he was passing out all this stuff. Just, like, ballsy as hell. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I just don't get it. <laughs> But it was it was very very cool, like seeing all of these buildings for myself and experiencing it, and like I said, kind of walking the exact same path that he did. So it gave me a really cool idea for a documentary idea, you know. Um, it it kind of scares me a little bit because why the reason the reason why it scares me I'm never afraid to make a film, you know, but the caliber of this. And what I would like to do with the film, I'm not going to say necessarily, but 
I will say this. Everybody that has tried to do what I want to do, because there have been at least three that have tried what I want to try, but they're all dead now. And I'm not saying they died of old age trying to make this happen. No, they've died like in their mid-20s, early 30s, pretty much exactly where I'm at right now in life. (laughs) And it all from very, very bizarre, you know, coincidences, if that's what you want to call it. I don't know, man. So I I don't know if I should just uh, keep... I think I should just keep my damn distance and just not do the film. (laughs) Because there's always that part of you that wonders, what if? What if, man? So, but you think about this. This is the this is the whole essence of everything for me. When it comes to the JFK assassination, in a nutshell, all you have to do is ask yourself, okay, who can kill a fucking president? Who can kill a president and get away with it? That's the biggest thing, right? Who has the power to do that? Because I don't know. I have never met the person or entity that could do that. I have no idea. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is... At at one point, it wasn't that hard to do. It wouldn't have been that hard to do. Right. It all depends on if you want to get away with it or not. Well, apparently, whoever wanted to get away with it really, really wanted to get away with it. And did a good job. <laughs> because we still, you know, half half a century later have no idea what happened. And that's terrifying to me. Usually when there's, for me personally, when there's something like this that people focus on and never have an answer for, it's right. because that was the design there was something else that we're not supposed to be looking at something kind of going on behind the curtain so to speak yeah maybe it isn't even directly involved with this but sure. maybe they just wanted to cover up something else that was going on in the world at that time right right it's interesting though um in the i don't know man but like they wanted to cover up and it's like they kind of slipped up a little bit here and there like for example um and this is you know again the whole essence of the case you know is why or how they could cover this up and then the you know they kind of fouled up here and there like for example they uh there was a couple newspapers uh i some foreign country um very i don't even remember I don't even remember what country it is. Regardless, um, they started running their newspapers and they were reporting on JFK's death in Dallas, Texas, 12 hours before he even arrived in Dallas, Texas. How the hell does that happen? You know what I mean? (laughs) Good God. It's bizarre. (coughs) We should get Jesse. We should get Jesse Ventura on the uh, show. What, yeah. do you, what do you think? That uh, <laughs> that the assassination was more the of uh, the assassination was the actual cover up. It was the blinder used right. to keep our eye off of something else. You know, and I to think keep debating what happened here 
Yes. Yes. And what else happened in 1963 that anybody can think of? Or anybody even talks about? You got me. You got me there. I have no idea. I have no idea. So it's kind of like... Have, I actually have a couple of yearbooks. At one point in, around that time and up until like the 80s, they printed and the encyclopedia companies printed yearbooks the year after of everything that happened in those year before and i have 63 and 64 cool and i have yeah i know that this the jfk stuff is in 64 i completely forgot to look at it during research for the show sure they're just kind of books that my grandparents had so i grabbed them and threw them on my shelf but i might take a look through there that's awesome though but heck yeah thumb through it for sure oh my gosh so you know speaking of you know, drawing our attention away from certain things that are happening, you know, like you said, is it meant to draw our attention left while something's going on over here on the right that we're not necessarily looking at? Um, my friend, uh, Mike, who's been on the show a few times, Mike called me last night and he posed a question to me that made me freaking lose my mind like it was hilarious it was absolutely hilarious because you've heard now there was a lady coming out and saying that charlie sheen gave her hiv did you hear this i know that he was on the show today (laughs) as of the recording saying that he had it but and they were talking about it on the radio yesterday, but it's not really something I really pay attention to. I don't pay attention to it either, but apparently Mike does. So Mike calls me, and he's telling me this stuff. He's like, do you think this Charlie Sheen having AIDS thing is just another another thing to draw our attention away from like the beginning stages of World War Three, which is apparently where we're at right now? Like, like he I was freaking out. In the latter half of the beginning stages of World War II or World War III, Mike... Yeah, right? Um, like, I think it's it's damn near I think here. that we're at the precipice of the second stage of World War III. And it's, yeah, exactly. And I am, I don't know, man. We are living in scary, scary times. Nothing paranormal about it. Just scary. Like, ghosts don't scare me half as much as the living. That is the damn truth of it right now. And I don't. Oh, yeah, I mean, right now, every, like when I talk to somebody on the phone, I talked to my friend Shane the other day and a few other people. I'll just call them about random stuff and we'll end up talking about ISIS and Naturally. terrorism Naturally. and what's going on in the world. And we weren't even like talking about that, it just pops up, of course. You know, it's because I think it's such a big thing now and it's always in the back of our minds. You know, especially since, like, 9-11, the only fucking words that have been just pounded into our head is terrorism, terrorism, terrorism. You know, and that's all we can talk about is, oh, now we have these new terrorists over here and these terrorists over here. And we've got to do something about these terrorists. (laughs) You know, it's like, Jesus Christ. It is getting... It's getting just ridiculous, you know? And... What happened in Paris is unspeakable. It was terrible, horrible. Well, the thing about what happened in Paris is that 
what they did yes is very easy to do very much so yeah they found On a very Sunday, public a Monday. very public location you know I mean ugh. every city has that has those locations exactly all it, all it takes was they made they, they said maybe a dozen to 20 people were in the planning of it and only like eight were in the actual implementation or in the actual act of doing it sure and the stuff that they used the bomb vests and and whatever is easily made especially here in the u.s sure which i personally i don't want to change our gun laws i don't want guns taken away yeah i think that's pretty much indifferent on the whole thing honestly you know possibly some of the stuff especially in the theater may have ended sooner if people had guns but they still had bomb vests right so there's not much you could do against that but on on the weekend on sunday it was Saturday or Sunday, one of the days. My wife and I were going to go to the mall. It was Saturday. We were going to go to the mall, and I ended up going to the mall. And it's the busiest mall in Kansas City, and there was thousands of people there. Sure. And before that, we were like, you really want to go? I mean, <laughs> the possibility of something actually happening is so minuscule, but, but of it's course, so it's right bad. on the top of everybody's mind it right is. now. Because it's so fresh, you know? It's all right there. Well, and it's something that could happen to any of us. Like a plane crashing into buildings. Yes. Yeah, it, it can mean, happen. I don't fly very often. People do fly often. Oh, my God. My father my father-in-law's in a plane at least three to four times a week. I mean, he's yeah. everywhere all the time. You know? I, Which you isn't... Just, I mean, there's a lot of people that do that, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody goes to restaurants all the time. Absolutely. And these people just shot up a restaurant. They apparently, from what I read on one article, they targeted an area where it was for wheelchairs because they knew oh, people couldn't get away. I hadn't heard that yet. That's yeah. That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. But I tell you, man, do you think like getting back here to uh, getting back to JFK and? in the government or whatever, or JFK in general. Can you say you you lean a certain way? Do you lean more towards like Lee Harvey Oswald was kind of the lone nut? Or do you lean more towards like the conspiratorial side here where it's like, you know, maybe it took a little more planning than just some crazy guy? I don't know because I haven't looked into it too much. Sure. But other than I know now, now, and this is partially because of JFK, but I would be surprised if nobody had checked out that building beforehand. Um, you mean so, like feds? Yeah. Well, it's interesting too because um, the team that normally would be doing such a thing like that, that would basically show up to a location about a week beforehand to basically check everything, make sure everything was in order. Um, Basically just get a nice good lay of the land and where to put your guys. Um, They were sent away on a mission uh, overseas. So they were not around. A mission? What do you mean by that? I mean, they were sent on... The Secret Service is there to protect... This was not Secret Service. This was 
basically a very special operative group that was specifically involved with that. Now, it was um, the limousine that they were in was a bulletproof limousine. However, the the topping was taken off at JFK's request. He wanted to seem as accessible as possible. You know what I mean? He wanted to be kind of a president of the people. And he wanted people to be able to walk up to him, shake his hand if they so, you know, wanted to. Um, Especially in Texas, you know, um, he was really, really pushing hard for the Texas votes because, you know, he had an election coming up in 64. So he was really starting to kind of push for re-election there, and he really wanted Texas. Half the reason why LBJ was, you know, on the ticket with him. So, but like I was saying, you know, all those open windows around those, uh, along those streets, that would have never happened. It certainly wouldn't happen in today's day and age, you know. Um, but even back then, it was kind of unheard of. Dallas was an anomaly as far as presidential secret service presidential protection in general it was kind of an anomaly well yeah i mean they go in at least a week now before absolutely and let's go up every location that the guy's going to be every vantage point they could possibly be given away because people are really good shots now and people are crazy (laughs) yeah even along just along the driving routes even though he's in a bulletproof car they still go to that extent exactly and I, you cannot blame Check them. everything out. Because people no. are nuts. <laughs> it's just... It's hard for me to believe that the guy was just easily up in this one building. Exactly. I just, it, was, it wasn't like it was some guy's apartment. It was... No, now the guy... Okay, Lee Harvey Oswald was a sharpshooter. He was a sharpshooter in the Marines. Okay? I'll give him that. But apparently, according to all of his buddies that were in the Marines with him, said he sucked. Said he wasn't that good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've heard that too. But there are also some reports out there that say, oh, no, he was a crack shot. Like, he was an amazing shooter. So you don't know who to believe anymore. Everything has been skewed so much. You know, we can't really look at this. To believe that it's especially... Now, even if it wasn't used as a distraction, then right, it's especially it's definitely used in my mind as a distraction. Now. I mean, I get it, I understand it's interesting stuff. Oh, absolutely, but it was 50 years ago, exactly. See, the problem is, like, yeah, you, you we're never gonna know exactly what happened. Because it was 50 years ago, and because, like I said, you know, everything has been so skewed that we don't know exactly what to believe. I do believe, like, in my heart that he didn't do it alone. I absolutely believe that, you know. But that's just me, you know. Whatever. So, it's crazy, crazy right, so stuff. I want to, I want to suggest a possible topic for... Our next conspiracy show in December. Yeah. I want you to get Mike in, and we'll figure out how to get all of us three tied onto this. We can do and it I easily. Do the Boston bombing and the and the Connecticut shooting. 
He will talk for hours on that subject. Yeah, that's why I said we need a break. Talking about it before. So that's what I'm going to do on the next conspiracy podcast. Sweet. Yeah, I will hook that up. I will get him. I will get him involved on that for sure because that will be a lot of fun. Um, until then, like until next week, though, I'm going to wrap this show. Um, thank you guys for uh, tuning in, um, especially if you're tuning in for the first time or whatever. We have really kind of been branching out here lately. So if you're new to the show, thank you very much uh, for checking us out. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us, uh, you can do so. Ectoplasmshow at gmail com or we are also at ectoplasm show on twitter and the ectoplasm show on facebook uh go ahead and drop us a line tell us what you like what you don't like whatever it doesn't matter we like to hear it all thing that i'd like to pimp real quick yeah pimp it pimp it i modify and sell full spectrum cameras and camcorders and they're hot everybody wants to buy them they're because awesome. I modify used ones, so I have a great selling point. I sell cameras from thirty-five to seventy-five dollars. Standard definition camcorders at a hundred dollars, and HD camcorders at one hundred and fifty dollars, which is still dirt so cheap. Up. Yeah, yeah. Compared to like people that modify the new ones, they'll sell them for five, six hundred dollars. So I could undercut that price quite a bit. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely check out some of Jason's work. Um, it is absolutely amazing. So, but yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, and yeah, we hope you guys have a great weekend. Have fun. Not too much fun. Stay safe. Have a beer for Jason and myself. <laughs> and, uh, I had two during the show. Yeah, Jason just drank two beers. I'm sitting over here with my crystal light like a hard ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah you guys take care have a great weekend we'll talk to you soon bye-bye